Welcome to the Success Revolution Podcast with Gemma Banad. Hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Success Revolution Podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I was joined um, a week or so ago with my incredible guest for today's episode, Annalena Fuchs, and we had the most delicious conversation about human design and deconditioning and healing and oh, it was just it's one of those conversations we, we we went off in so many different directions and it was just really beautiful to be in Annalena's energy and to just have a deep and rich conversation with her about human design and as I said you know deconditioning and healing and the work that we do as we grow and transform and evolve both within our businesses and outside of our businesses too and it was just absolutely incredible. I mean, Annalena, first and foremost, is a beautiful human being outside anything else. Um, she's a 2-4 sacral manifesting generator. There's something about the 2-4 energy, I have to tell you. It's just, I mean, I'm not, all, all of the profiles, all of the designs are gorgeous. Um, but I'm, I'm very familiar with the 2-4. My husband is a 2-4. Um, I've worked with many mentors who are 2-4s as well. So there's a bit of an affinity, I guess, that I have with the 2-4 energy, and it's just so beautiful. Um, and Annalena is, um, you know, a human design coach, and she really activates conscious, introvert, you know, highly sensitive, empathic leaders into ease and fulfillment and global impact through alignment with their unique human design blueprint. So you can imagine, I mean, my deep passion is human design and gene key. So having this conversation with Annalena was just absolutely um, just gorgeous and beautiful. She's um, an incredible woman. She just, you know, the two, four energy is like the easy breezy genius. So when it comes to human design, she's just that energy that really just, you know, came across human design and immediately it just made sense to her because that's just what the two, four profiles are like. It's just so easy for them to kind of understand and pick up these concepts, which is, um, yeah, just so incredibly beautiful. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as um, we enjoyed recording it and having it together for you. Um, Annalena, as I said, I, I keep saying she's got a beautiful energy. You will feel that in the conversation that we have. So yeah, um, please go and check out the show notes where you can find places for you to connect with Annalena um, and, and kind of go deeper into her world. Um, she's she's creating some pretty incredible things at the moment and she's certainly creating her own global impact through human design. She's deeply passionate about getting human design out to the masses and um, she's got an incredible human design certification. She's got a membership She's got a whole range of um, really beautiful ways to really go deeper into human design as well. So without further ado, here is my beautiful conversation with the gorgeous Annalena Fuchs. Okay, huge welcome to this week's episode of the Success Revolution podcast. I am joined by my guest, Annalena. We're going to be talking all things human design and really going into looking at the conditioning aspects, we're going to go into the embodiment part, all of the things today. So I'm excited. So welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here and to talk about human design. Yes, your favorite topic. It's one of my favorite topics um, as well. And I know that so many of those that listen to this will love this conversation because I've certainly, I've had conversations before about human design and they were always incredibly popular. People really love to know about this, which is so interesting, actually. Let's like go there for a moment before I... I even ask you how you came across human design. Why do you think we are? Why do you think human design is so intriguing and popular and people just are so drawn to this body of work? What is it that you think is really that pull factor? Yeah, I think because we are really in a big time of shift and change, right? Mm. We are no longer settling with how things have been, especially in the coaching industry, Mm-hmm. where you know people have figured out like things that work for somebody else they don't work for me right and human design is about that authentic self-expression and embracing that we're different right like you are way different than I am and another person and we may even have the same uh, type in human design but like this this level of understanding I think we're seeking to understand ourselves so much better mm-hmm. right and we're all on this path of like loving ourselves and figuring this out. And we have done all the things and we have tried what everybody else is telling us to do, right? And human design just brings this, well, radical self-expression to us where we're like, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be. And now I finally get it. Like for me, it was this huge relief when I just looked at my chart and read a couple of things about me. I was like, oh my God, I thought my entire life I have to fix this. And this is not something I actually have to fix because that's who I am and that's who I'm supposed to be. So I think Mm. we are finally on a, I'm actually happy that it's becoming more and more popular in the coaching industry at least, right? Mm. Because we are here to change things, right? We are here to really impact how we live life, how we Um, define success in business and all the things right and it's just this most beautiful piece because people feel so understood like Mm. everything wants to be heard and seen right Mm -hmm. and we also also want to be open about well I have some fears I have some insecurities and not make it a bad thing and for me personally like human design has brought a lot of compassion for myself like oh yeah this is this is totally normal that I have these fears and it's not necessarily, you know, something that's wrong and I have to pretend it's not there. So I just, yeah. And people discovering their own unique path of success that is like nobody else's, right? Mm -hmm. You do it your way that, and the other thing, which I personally believe in my heart and my core and my being is that, you know, we live in a society of, burnout right I mean Mm, yeah in America where I live I think the statistics are like 90% of people are technically burnt out and 80 plus percent especially since COVID they're kind of oh yeah I want to quit my job because Mm. you know they're not scared anymore to lose their jobs because with COVID like people we've faced that fear we've faced that fear front on haven't we yeah and we're finding on this you know what I just want to be happy. And I mean, Mm. I'm happy and fulfilled when I can be true to who I am and people are no longer settling with, you know, fitting in and having to do it a certain way. And this whole nine to five, I think for no human in the world is really sustainable. Yeah. I mean, 
40 hours a week just working and then you are tired, come at home, especially if it's not a job that really lights you up, right? Yeah, I don't think any of us, I mean, I'm a generator. So, I mean, we are obviously designed to work, but if we're not doing things that we love, even that's not sustainable for us as well. And I think that there is this... um, you know, real awakening that is coming up collectively. And obviously COVID really brought that into the masses as well. And I, I, I so agree with you. I think human design is this beautiful portal that allows us to finally begin and really go deeper into this journey of like, you obviously said it's self-expression, but I think self-acceptance really comes, I think, yeah. so much. It's, it's so intertwined in that aspect, isn't it? And I know for me, that human design is really continues to offer up that gateway and that portal and that invitation to deeper layers of acceptance within myself. So tell me how you, how, how did you come across human design? Like what, what, what was, was there a moment? Was there an experience or was it just like so many of us where it's like, I don't even remember how I came across it. It just found me somehow. Yeah. I always say it found me, but um, it was one of my good friends, coaching friends and, and mm-hmm. personal friends she's like oh hey I'm in this I'm in this coaches group and there's this new thing and you know because we always share things with with each other and there's mm-hmm. always something new, right we're always looking mm-hmm. we were always looking well we're still missing something there, there must be this one yes yes thing, yes right? always like, always I was, and, and there was still a time where I really felt like I was really missing something and I was already, by the way, thank you for, it's definitely about that self-acceptance because mm. without accepting ourselves, we're definitely not expressing ourselves, right? Mm, so um, so she talked about it and then I was like, yeah, okay, it's one of these other personality tools and I was mm. kind of, you know, not expecting too much. But then when I, I just saw my body graph, when I put in the information and and. I don't know what happened. It was this like, wow, this is different. This is going to change my life forever. Mm. And what was really different with that is that I could feel like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm going to stick around. I'm not going to, oh, I'm going to read about it for two weeks and then I jump onto the next, right? Mm. Yes. And when I, so the biggest thing for me that I remember, I always, when I tell people story, like I was like, oh, here's a ticket to be you. You know, mm-hmm. you go to movie theater and like, here's a ticket yeah. to the you. Yeah. And this, this huge relief because I had been trying to be who I wasn't. I think most of us, was, it's like mm-hmm. most of my energy went into really trying to be who I'm not because mm-hmm. I thought it's, that's the conditioning of society. I have to be this way. I have to be strong. I have to be more confident. I mm-hmm. have to do more things or like everybody else is doing that I have to have a morning routine and I need to do it this way right and it was basically this huge moment of relief and relaxation into all the cells in my body where I was like oh okay so it, it took away this this pushing trying to make things happen and in particular I'm a manifesting generator so this this way to respond mm. I mean, that in itself, like, oh, I don't have to make things happen. That in itself was like bomb to the soul. Mm. Let's, let let's talk happen. about that. I'd love to talk, if you don't, sorry to pause you there, but I think yeah. this is such, like when we look at deconditioning, I think this is one of the core areas for women in business is this whole idea that we have been taught this 
message over and over again. Like if you, if you want something, you have to go out and make it happen. Hmm. So for some people to hear that, like you said, that's going to be a real like soothe to the soul that, oh my gosh, I'm here to respond, which, you know, there's a very small percentage of us that are actually designed to go out and make it happen effectively if you want to use that language. So yeah. let's talk about that. Like what was that experience like for you to not only just hear that, but then to go ahead and actually embody that as a truth for you? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I, I wanted to understand what it all means, right? Because, okay, yeah. wait, what does that mean? And, and for some reason, even before it came into my life, I always, my big message was always slow down. Mm. And I don't know why, but and because I, I used to, even as a child, I used to always go really fast. I ate really fast. Even my mom, when we were walking in the city, she was like, why are you walking so fast? I was kind of always in a rush, right? And I was always like a big achiever. And I felt, I really felt like I need to make things happen. And I, I was very mm. much, and I still, it's work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to figure it out in my head. Okay, how can I make this happen? How can I make my business successful? How can I make money? And it was always exhausting. It was draining. And I always kind of got that kick in the butt again. Like, this is not how you do it. And so then with a way to respond, it was like, okay, all these ideas that come my way, I don't have to do a thing. Mm. I can let them be. And the way that I like to do it, like if I have now an idea, I, I journal on it, I write it down, or I have it in my mind clearly if it comes up a lot. And I just let it be. You know, and then it's like, okay, if this is really meant for me, I trust that life will give me some kind of signs, something to respond to on the outside, you know, and then I have my sacral, my my gut, my uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something really turns me on if it's juicy. You know that feeling, right? When we're like, like little kids and they are so excited and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's actually probably how I look like when I talk about human design but you see that spark in a person's face yeah mm-hmm. like oh my god this is like chocolate ice cream I just want to do it and have it all day long right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and that was just so such a relief for me because I I was able to actually do more even though I was doing less if that makes any sense because instead of like doing it all and 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 trying to go after every idea right and signing up for a million things because I thought I'm still missing everything you know Mm -hmm. implementing x strategy and then I got frustrated and oh now I need to do this strategy right instead of that I just literally like okay I just need to be I need to slow down and I, I need to let it come to me because if I keep trying to make it happen the universe is actually like okay, Annalena, well, you're not trusting. So I guess you need to learn another lesson. And that's usually like getting sick or, you know, some where, where kind of the universe like puts a pause. Yeah. And slow, and slow down. Absolutely. The universe, I think is such a mirror for us, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's such a mirror, like, hello, you're not doing the dance with me. I'm, I'm Lee, I'm doing the cha-cha. You're over here doing the waltz. It's like, come on, (laughs) let's, let's get onto the same dance floor. Um, And I can so relate to that too. Um, You know, and it's, I think, you know, this is, 
what I, one of the things that you just said, I just kind of want to go and reflect on a little bit too, because I have found this to be true for me in my journey with human design is that when I discovered it, um, it wasn't just this body and of wisdom and knowledge and this mirror for myself that I was just going to pick up and put down and move on to the next thing. I continue, every time I put human design down for a moment and go somewhere else, it pulls me back. It pulls me back. Mm. Like it's this, and it, and I love that about this work because it really. I mean, it, it's it's not this conditioned personality testing, and you know, the, everyone uses what works for them. But you know, this really is an insight into our own soul, and there's really so much wisdom in this that we get to learn. Um, and we get to really embody, but it is a big body of work. Like it's a lot. Like I, it's a, this isn't a one and done. This isn't, I'm just going to read, like I've got my books, I've got this one here. I've got a whole lot of them upstairs, you know? Yeah. I've my Jean Keys books. I've got everything. Like it's a constant um, coming back in and constantly moving. And it's, it's, you know, it's growth, it's evolution. It's a lifetime of work. And I would love to kind of hear your thoughts on that and, and how you kind of help people into that space too, because I think if you really want to go into human design, you you would you really want to go into it with this understanding that this is not something that you're going to read in a book cover to cover and then you're going to know exactly what to do. Like there is so much knowledge there, but the wisdom comes from the embodiment. Yeah, so that's a really good point. And so in itself, actually, human design asks us also to slow down. Yeah, it like does, doesn't it? And, and this is also why I love the jinkies in conjunction yes. with it so much, because it's all about take your time. You want yes. you want to you hang out here for some years, if not a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you just said, and you go online, you find everything about human design, right? And it can be mm. very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Mm. What I have noticed, and of course, I think this is normal when we first learn about anything, we want to know it all, right? And mm. it's like, yep. so interesting. So, but when we just consume the information, I mean, information does not equal transformation, right? You can no, not at all. know it all, but you can practice zero of it, right? And so with human design, it's really about, the consistency like you say you you if that's reading about one part of your human design you know let's say you spend an hour today you read about it and take some time to contemplate like we were talking about this way to respond do you really get it like what that means because in the beginning it's not so easy to even grasp and what I have noticed is that I had to reflect back on my experiences also in the past, you know, when I, when I first learned about, you know, what does it mean to be a manifesting generator and the, the strategy to make decisions, you know? Mm. And, and then I realized like, oh, wow, like here, like many years ago, I actually intuitively felt my strategy without knowing human design. Mm. And wow, actually things went amazing, you know? And then I was thinking about other times where I tried to make things happen and, well it turned into yeah 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 you know and so because we have to train our brain that it's safe you know to to trust and follow that that strategy and that like anything it takes time right because we always want to keep doing how we used to do things in the past because that's safe even though that's maybe hasn't brought us living in alignment at all or anything but it is it is a journey you take on right and Mm -hmm. the 
the biggest thing that I also see is that people get so caught up in the information, you know, about, and often even like they feel a little bit like a victim, like let's say they say, oh, I have this one gate and this gate is, is about shock or this is about struggle, right? And that to me is very unfortunate because that's not what human design is. It's not here to discourage us, right? So it is here to empower us and to have more compassion and acceptance for us that we are humans, right? We, we, we all have some struggle in our life. We all have some fears of some sorts or insecurities or anxieties, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest gift you can give yourself is to really understand your type and your strategy. And then yeah. you go onto your profile, but take it slowly and follow a person or a teacher that you really resonate with right? Like, or maybe be in a community where, where there are like-minded people that are also into really, you know, want to live their human design, which is, you know, where you really live with so much more ease. Cause we were talking about burnout earlier, right? Yeah. I mean, it's all about you living life in a way where you are aligned with your highest purpose, which yeah. is supposed to be actually this effortless where you have all these synchronicities happening. It doesn't mean you ever have never ever going to have any kind of fears to, you know, work through, but things will be so much easier and they will flow in a really incredible way. Yeah. Let the support in. It does. And I think regardless of where you're at in your human design journey, like you said before, I, I mean, I, human design has been in my life for the last three years. So I have, you know, studied it, learned it and been practicing it for three years. Um, But even when I reflect back on moments in my life from 10, 12, 15 years ago, um, I can see where I was living in alignment with my design way before I became aware of this. And I think that's why so many people when they uncover their human design, feel that moment of like, oh, this makes so much sense and I feel seen and I feel heard and I feel appreciated and I feel understood and and all of those things because it really is, you know, I just think it's this beautiful tool of reflection and I think that's what I love about it. It doesn't, it kind of affirms what we know. I, I really, I mean, I truly do believe this to be true, that it really does affirm what we know to be true about ourselves, but that we struggle to A, accept and B, express about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's actually people that are super in tune with their intuition and that trust their intuition. They don't need to know about human design. They intuitively follow their, yes. and their energy blueprint. Right. Yeah. And um, that's, that's why, I mean, we live in a conditioned society, unfortunately, right. We are very, Hmm. We, this is how we should be this is how we should act and do and say and all the shoulds right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's why I mean it's such a blessing and that's the reason why like we were talking earlier now all of a sudden human design has become really popular and one thing we have to keep in mind actually we may also think it's really popular because we're in the coaching industry and mm. you know like we we think because we know about it I know for myself once I know something True. I'm like Okay, now everybody knows about it. So true. (laughs) It's a very small percent of the population. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm sure 99 plus percent of people have never even heard about human design. And why I am personally so passionate about human design 
is also because it's meant for the children, right? Ra said mm. it, it's kids and, you know, it's not going to get to the kids until we as the parents and the, the older generation can actually bring it into hopefully at some point education systems and just, oh my goodness. Mm. can you imagine like, we just let kids be instead of like, you have to go to this school and study this because oh. that's how you make money in this. I mean, I know it's absolutely incredible. I mean, even just a small moment we had this morning with one of our twins, they're in their first year of school this year. And he just didn't want to go to school this morning. He didn't want to go. And he's a, he is, he's a five, one sacral generator. And it's a really, it's, I can feel myself in this space where it's like, the only reason you're going to school today is because you should, you have to. And it's, I mean, this is a very, this is a bigger conversation. So I'm simplifying this example in this moment. Um, And I'm not necessarily saying that it's healthy for us to, you know, not have our children in a schooling system. It's, this isn't a conversation about that, but it's just really what that allows me to do is to have a very different conversation with him. So yes, he's going to school but I can have a very different conversation with him about why he's going to school and I can watch the words that I use and I can really kind of honour, okay, I see that you don't feel this. I see that this doesn't excite you today. I see and I feel that you want to stay home and you want to do this and I honour all of those things and, like, let's talk about some of the things that you love to do at school as well. And then that helps him to get excited about going back into school again and it changes the conversation instead of just, like, get in the car, you're going to school, this is the way it is. So it's, you know, I can feel how human design has allowed me to already begin to parent my children differently and have very different conversations with them so that that deconditioning piece can begin with this generation now because, like, we're doing, so many of us now, this our generation, we're doing all the deep healing. We're doing all the deep conditioning work so that our children have a greater freedom of choice to live in alignment with who they really are and who they came here to be. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, no, I love that because my, my daughter is too. She's um managing as well. Yeah. And she talks always about, I want to experiment. And yes, I want to do science experiments and all these kind of things. And and I, I see it with her now, like when she's not lit up by something, it's it's a tough, it's a tough situation because like you said, yeah, we still yeah. need to go to school and learn. It's not like we can just pull them out of that that whole system, but when we know that at least, and and what if teachers know about this, right? Mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can incorporate it and they can give the kids more flexibility and freedom that they can, you know, follow what lights them up, you know, because that that will bring them to what's really meant meant to be for them. So I know what a different world it would be. And I think I always think, I mean, it's just one step at a time with that. You know, it would be you know, we can't burn down an entire system and, but we can gradually look at what we can do within our home and within our space to help our children to understand and accept more and more of who they are and how they engage with the world as well. I think that's such a huge piece, but I mean, it's, I think as always with these things, we can only do that. We can only truly do that with our children when we're doing that with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole embodiment, right? Mm. That- we really are uh, true to our own human design and and ultimately it's living or embodying your human design really means fully trusting yourself oh yes when when you have that in our cases we are sacral 
authorities, mm. right? Like when we have that gut feeling, like we go for that, even though we may be scared, you know, or I have, I think I shared with you, I have a completely open solar plexus, right? Like, mm, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how it is like speaking our truth sometimes can be very, oh, no, let me, let me try to avoid it because like having any kind of confrontation is freaking uncomfortable. And yeah. that actually was one of the biggest things um, for me when I learned human design, because I literally thought there's something wrong with me so fundamentally because like, yeah, I always want to keep the peace and, you know, people pleaser up here. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. And you always mean well, very loving, very compassionate person. But really, when I saw this, like black and white on my human design, I was like, oh, okay, that's who I am. And and I saw the gift in it as well, because I I have with that open solar plexus, we have a gift to actually understand emotions so deeply from other people and, and, and these waves. And I feel like that's why the whole deconditioning came so easy to me. Actually, actually, I did the deconditioning and I guess it was meant. It's always meant to be. Before human design found me, I was doing the deconditioning work, working with emotions and all that stuff. And actually modality called emotional acceptance. I was working with a lot. So, Mm. and then human design came. So it was so interesting. It was literally this like, okay, now we can find the shortcuts to even accelerate the deconditioning work a little bit, because some things that I thought I need to deconditioning no longer were a topic for me to decondition because oh, yes. this is who I am, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. This is, I want to go into this because I think this is, oh my God, I, I'm trying to articulate how important I believe this is because I think we do, and my experience personally and also working with, you know, hundreds of women over the last few years to help them on their deconditioning journey as well is that, a lot of the time we come into deconditioning, we come into healing work with this energy of there's something wrong. There's something wrong. I'm, I'm broken. Something needs to be fixed. And we can spend so much time and energy on these pieces, trying to decondition them, trying to heal something that potentially is really a piece of us that just needs to be accepted. And I just want to bring this to life because there's one, one part of my chart that is, it's, it's, it's very significant. It's also in my gene keys, it's my evolution sphere and it's gate 32. Okay. Mm -hmm. So fear of failure. Okay. And so failure, this is the thing. And I'm a third line, (laughs) line three. So it's a beautiful marriage to have those two together. So I am, you know, designed to, to go in and to really, you know, I really see myself as that person that dives into the deep end of the pool head first without knowing how deep it is, what the temperature is, and if I can actually swim. And I've just got to try and work it out while I'm in there. And so failure is such a normal experience for me. Like I, I, it's for me, it's just about learning to accept that failure is there. It's about learning to accept that failure is normal, that it's to be embraced, that it is part of my learning curve, that it is an integral part of how I actually grow and evolve and how I serve collectively as well. Is I'm the one that I'm going to fail. I'm going to go in and I'm going to fail a hundred times. I'm going to extract all the lessons and I'm going to share them with all of you. And that's going to support you on your journey. 
but yeah. I can go in and try and decondition that and you know I've stopped making mistakes I've got to start choosing the right thing and I've got to look at things very black and white um but really the answer for me is acceptance yeah and actually now that you're saying it right we use that word failure but everything is just it's, it, 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 and yeah we, we call it like that but you are actually here trying things out and you become a master of what works and what doesn't work and then you can share with others your wisdom hey guys I tried this already don't even go here do it this way right like yeah it, it's yeah but I, I mean I love that you share that experience because yeah other, otherwise people can get frozen in that and they stay stuck for for years and decades and not take that soul aligned action that they're craving in their heart right because that fear is so paralyzing for them and and because I, I know it's kind of like when those fears come up right I have also like I think I have four of the spleen gates and yep I have the 32 myself so it's like yes you get up <laughs> um, so I, I get you I totally get you right and um and as many gens we are very experimental in nature yes. it's, it's kind of, mm. the many gen is kind of like a three line in itself like the type. I feel I, I honestly that's been one of the biggest challenges for me in my human design, because I'm obviously a generator, I'm not a manifesting generator, but I'm a third line and I've got a triple split as well. Oh. So I, yeah. I do often feel like a manifesting generator. Well, I don't, I mean, I obviously don't know what a manifesting, it feels like to be a manifesting generator, but I do align with a lot of messages that come from manifesting generator um, as well, because I move quickly. I need a lot of different energy Um you know, I move very fast, I go in, but it's, you know, it is, it's, mm. and this is why the embodiment piece I think is so important. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to kind of bring that up because I want to really just help people see that human design, there's a lot of nuance in it. There's a lot of different areas and it, it, it really is an invitation to slow down and give it time and space. So I just wanted an opportunity to share that. No, I love what you said, because one of the things that I also, I think it's an important topic to talk about. So we, we, Sometimes what I see in human design, which I don't like, is like we put the, the people into the five boxes, the five. Yes, boxes, yes, right? yes, yes. Oh, yeah. you're a generator, you're manifesting generator, you're a reflector, you're a projector, you're a manifester. And there are so many mm. different, like you were saying, a triple split. That is totally different than when somebody has single definition, right? Yes. Because you yeah. have interrupted energy flows. And it's, sometimes you feel like you have three different people. Right. Because and, and it takes some time to integrate all the pieces. And oh, yes, you really actually have to also a bit with decision making, even though you have sacral authority, it's not as quick as a single definition because it takes time to connect mm -hmm. the pieces and really feel feel into that. And we actually and that's not from a neediness perspective, but we need other people to kind of connect our splits in a way. So and Absolutely. when we follow our sacral, the right people come into our life and and then the whole beauty with human design is also what I so love about it like we are here in this together this is not about oh this is better than something else or one type uh, yes. is better than the other like that's really that gives me like shivers when I get into that kind of conversations in human design this is about understanding yourself and each other and appreciating each other because we can only like make this a better world when we collaborate, when we do this together, right? And, you know, when you allow the other person to be in their genius zone and each other vice versa, right? So that's why looking at, like you were saying, yeah, I'm a generator, but I, I relate a lot with the manifesting generator. And, I, and let me tell you something, 
you're probably going to relate to all of the types. Yes. Especially like yes. being yes. heard and seen. It's not just a projector thing. This is every human has a deep craving to be heard and seen, right? But it's like, there are some things that are that are more strongly defined for a certain type, right? And others are less. And one of the things that I, I like um, from Karen Parker, for example, yes. right? Mm. She's also was my teacher. And she always says, and I love that so much, like you have all of the charts. Yes, we yes. All of the There's nothing missing, right? We have all the centers, we have all the gates, we have all the channels. It's just how you experience those energies are different. And it is very important. I cannot just, okay, you tell me you're um, a generator to really give you some very helpful tips and tricks or advice for your personal life, your relationships, your business, your parenting. I need to see your chart yes. because it is so unique. And we could potentially talk about your chart for six hours more. There oh is my so God. Months, years. I, I, yeah. I, you, this is the, and you, there is so much depth um, mm. and we could, we could talk about it. And that's actually interesting because I, I do think that people can get overwhelmed when they first come across mm. human design. It's overwhelming to look at and it's it's confusing at first too. And there is so much there too. I think that's where your message about slowing down, where I really resonate with that. And I'm really feeling so lit up by that message as I am in my third year of being with my human design and really embodying and integrating, you know, that message of slow down and just take your time with it really speaks to me at the moment. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, nature teaches us that, right? Mm -hmm. I always like to, um, I think there's a saying, nothing ever gets accomplished in a rush, right? Like, just look mm -hmm. at nature. Like, it's slow and steady and everything gets accomplished. Like a, like a flower, a, a tree grows, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's that mm -hmm. it's, all, it's all dark, then when we do the deconditioning work, right? Or process the heavy emotions and stuff. And then over time, slowly, it, it turns into this big, beautiful, solid, grounded tree that is so solid and confident and strong and not even a wind can shake it. It's like resiliency, right? Mm. And, and all the, another thing is like, I always like with a way to respond, how I like to explain it, it's like, with the waves, the tide in the ocean, you know, like if the tide would always go inwards into the land, we would be flooded, right? Mm -hmm. That's the pushing, mm -hmm. making it happen, doing mm -hmm. it, going forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to, on a very consistent, it's, it's like finding that dance between the masculine and the feminine, right? Yeah. And, and I think we talk about this in coaching all the time. And it's just that human design kind of puts us all together and like, yes, you got to slow down. And because we honestly, the whole, also the, the, the inner work, the deconditioning work we're doing, if, if we don't slow down, we cannot relax our nervous system. Yes. And yes. no healing whatsoever happens. Yes when we are in the go, 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 do, like, I think we're all used to this, like, kind of somehow elevated cortisol levels where we're in this low stress response consistently. And we think that's normal, you know? It's been, it's been normalized. It has been normalized. We live in a society, I mean, 
we've yeah. let's just say we have created we have created a society that has normalized um very unstable nervous systems and called it normal as well so yeah. you know I, I think even just the simplicity of just slowing down is that first piece to even bring a heightened level of awareness to the fact mm. that we do have nervous systems that are just not <laughs> cope to design like designed to cope at the level and the speed and the pace at which we have created and i think it's a beautiful beautiful invitation for us all and it's so it's really interesting because it brings up this question that's just coming through me right now whether we want to answer this or whether we just want to put this question out there but what's the rush like what are we actually even rushing to in the first place and I I, cognitively like I can come up with a million answers but I think it's just a really beautiful question for us to consider I love that question and I would like to respond so it's and I, I was there so long. I have to remind myself this rushing is because we, we think we have to achieve. We have yes. to yeah. make, make, meet that goal. Right. And then, and then, but once we know this, right. Like once you made that goal and then, okay, what's next? Because we humans, we actually, and this is awesome. The human design chart, we thrive by continuously growing and evolving. It's the, it's the pressure of the root center. In fact, yes. right? yeah. like that will always be there this this rushing takes us away from this now kind of takes me to Eckhart um yeah immediately yeah we're not living in the moment we are actually missing the journey it's all about the journey and I think if you talk to um old people right that are like 80 90 years old and then you ask them so what's the one advice you can give to younger people I think it's always like, I wish I would have enjoyed life more. Yes. I wish I yeah. wouldn't have like rushed so much and thought that, you know, happiness is it's, it's outside of me. So exactly like, what are we after? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it, it does draw me into Eckhart Tolle's work too. Um, and I think it's, I mean, as I said, we can, we can certainly answer that in so many different ways, but I think it's a really beautiful question. Like I'm really sitting in that energy now, like what's the rush? Um, because I know, you know, again, I mean, whether you're a sacral being or you're not a sacral being, so whether you've got that center defined or not, we are designed to live in the moment. (laughs) That's the, no matter who you are, we are designed to live in the moment. Um, and I think we've we've got ourselves onto this cycle of believing that the future there's a future moment in time that promises something greater for us than what this existing moment is already giving us. And I think we're always rushing towards that promise, not realizing mm. that the only way to guarantee that that future moment is going to be fulfilling and fruitful and aligned and beautiful is when we stay back in the present moment and cultivate that moment too. And mm. so, you know, and I do, I, I really do. Like the more that we're talking about this now, Alina, the more I really am feeling in how much human design is that invitation to come back into the present moment because it really does force you. I, I really think it does. I, I really, truly believe that. I really, truly believe that it really, force is a strong word. It's definitely an invitation, but it really invites you to come back into the present moment because it invites you to be with yourself, not some future moment. And no matter how much you try to use human design to achieve something, I believe human design will kick you in the butt to bring you back into the moment. Yeah. And I, I'm a, 
I think I shared this with you. I'm a hypersensitive person, right? So, mm-hmm. and I, I follow other people talk about human design and this is not from a place of judgment or anything, but just noticing how my body responds. Like if something feels off, my body contracts and using, using human design to chase for something or achieve, which is oftentimes um, monetary goals, right? Yes, yeah. It, it comes most of the time from a lack of self-worth. Yes, and yes. that we are not good enough. And I have to call myself up with that as well. I was there for a long time that I was like, yeah, you know, signing up mainly for programs because they had big money promises until I finally, and, and, and I have to say with human design, it has started to click and click and click more that it's everything is happening in this very moment. And it will always be in this very moment. And, mm. and waking up with this deep sense of fulfillment and, you know, making impact by today having this conversation with you and yes, we can get this out into the world and people listen to this and it may potentially change a hundred or thousands of people's of life. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm here for. That mm-hmm. makes me jump out of the bed and like, you know, and, and of course money is important, right? We got to pay our bills and do all the things, but that will show up. The That's more right. we- it's a resource yeah. for support. It's a resource for supporting us to to unleash our fullest expression and do that. So, you know, I, you know, I know you're on board with this. Like, it's never about um, making money wrong or bad, or the desire for that wrong or bad. It, it's really just about, you know, really connecting a different relationship with money. But yeah, I just, I'm really, it's really beautiful being having this conversation because I'm having so many realizations. Like as I, because it's, I really feel like human design is like an onion. (laughs) It's just an onion. It's like layer upon layer. And I think, and it's not, and I don't think it's, what I feel like I would like to kind of go into a little bit is that because this has been, I think my experience with it too, is that I have tried to make human design a very linear learning and embodiment process. Um, which sounds so ridiculous as I say it, but I think, you know, we kind of all do that. It's like, okay. And, and I, rightly so when we're learning new bodies of information, I think we are taught things in a process. Like everyone says, first and foremost, you need to get in alignment with your, your type. Then you've, you your strategy, your authority, like you kind of work in these layers with human design and that's mm. the onion and it makes sense, but it's so not linear at all, is it? Like once you're not, it's not like, oh, okay, I, I understand I'm a generator. I'm good now. Off we go. I'll never have to come back and, and go into that body of work. Oh, okay. I understand, um, you know, that I'm a sacral authority. Oh, right. I'll never have to do that again. Or even the gates and the channels and the, you know, and the energy centers. It's not linear at all. No, it's not linear at all because just this one single piece okay follow your strategy sounds very simple right oh just follow your strategy which is in case of a generator the way to respond and if you have emotional authority it's Mm going to be a little different they have to ride out their wave on top of it so it's even slowing them more down it takes practice it's like michael jordan he wasn't that basketball player that you know, hit all the points all the time. He had to yeah. practice. He also, just like you were saying earlier, like when you hear him talk, like how many times he, he like, like we say failed, right? A gazillion times. And he had people tell him to do something else or whatever. He kept going and going, right? And with human design, you always come back, always come back. Because mostly when I, when I coach my clients, we always go back to, okay, are you following your strategy? Are you, yeah. are you 
it up by this? Are you trying to push it? And it always, that's why I'm, you know, I'm big on slowing down. It always goes back to slowing down and stop yes. forcing things and going, being back in, in the present moment. So it's like, it's uh, it's like a baby that starts to walk, right? It, it takes time and they fall and it's, it's an evolving journey. And as you practice it and you learn how good things get when you follow your strategy, yes, it, it gets, it gets easier at some point. Yeah. That's what you do. It's just like you start to ride a bicycle and at some point you do do that. Right. And then maybe at some point you're going to ride a motorcycle or, or whatever you decide to, you know, start practicing. Yes. But with all these gates, what I have found for myself, it takes so much time. I mean, there's 64, these are archetypal <laughs> energies. They, they, they are Chinese I Ching. I mean, oh, you know, no, in the gene gates, they're oh like my pages and just one of the gates. Oh my goodness, so I know. It's like in those 64 energies it explains basically the human existence and everything and the dna and and, yeah. and it's like everything it's it's literally mind-blowing mm. and i myself i contemplate on these and I, I share them on instagram and every time i even when i write it and i share with others i learn something yes and something clicks and i'm like oh now i get this i knew this already a year ago but now i get it Mm. and and then all of a sudden um I feel called to look at my gates when it's something that happens intuitively oh let me look at my mercury what is this about oh yeah I'm really supposed to talk more about being a highly sensitive person like minus in gate 19 right mm. so like I knew this before but all of a sudden it clicks and like you say it's absolutely not linear because linear is always like logic from the mind this is how it should be yeah yeah but when you go back to just living your strategy and authority right this way to responding to life then whatever you're meant to look at even if it's in your human design or if it's you want to take or work with a group coaching program or a, a mentor or whatever your strategy will guide you there and so it is like, it's almost like a love story with yourself. You know, you, you get to know yourself more and you, you fall more and deeply in love with yourself. And yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love looking at like that too, because I think that if we, oh, I just love that. What's coming in for me as well is I, I really do believe, and my deep hope is that human design doesn't continue to be used that way, but I really do believe that human design is really being used as a tool for people to achieve and acquire more. Again, I'm not making that wrong, but it's that people are like, okay, well, if I'm not going to use it for that, then what am I going to use it for? And you've just laid that right out. Like use this as a tool to fall deeper in love with yourself. I mean, and the thing is, is that when we create from a place of love, then that's when synchronicity becomes just the standard and the norm for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I have experienced. If you ask me like the biggest success since I really live my human design and it's always a journey, right? It's not something yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, I have my moments where I don't adopt myself and all the things. So I don't mm. follow my strategy and I get that slap right away. Right. Mm. But 
the amount of synchronicities, that's really the one thing where I'm, I'm blown away. It's, it's the most magical and it's, you feel so supported and things just, yeah, there's even like the way the day goes or the week goes or things just align. And it, it's always when I slow down, always. Every time I get back into the like hustle, I need to do this and I need to do that. And how do I make this happen? I get stressed. And then somehow life, okay, Annalena, it's time to slow down again. And then all of a sudden the magic happens again. And I mean, I don't know how many times this has been happening now, but I want to say that's my proven um, recipe of success, that it's really that consistently slowing, slowing down. And what you were saying upon that mainly human design is used to achieve more. Mm. more. Um, I think that will crumble because it's not sustainable because mm. these people will also realize it's not just the, yeah, the monetary, what, what we are after, right. Or um, the big numbers and things like that, because one of the things that I also love about human design, we actually, going towards 2027 there's going to be a mm. huge shift so I don't know what you mean I'm not a I don't know I think we're all psychics in some way right we're all connected to mm. Mm. All saying it but I feel like deep in my heart and my core my being that the money system as we currently have it is going to fall apart I mean there's no question uh, for me about it. like I am zero- dying I'm dying to know something from you I was thinking about this before a couple of things that you said I just want to just go over very briefly to Jen Keys. Do you happen to know what your pearl sphere line number is by any chance? Yeah, my pearl is a 44 and it's in the three line. You're a three line because I'm a six line in my pearl. So if you're familiar with that, and so interesting that you say that because the three line in the, the pearl is all about acquisition of like and celebration of, you know. It is material whereas the sixth line is all about transcending the traditional monetary Mm. system so I was really interested when you said that I thought I wonder if you're a sixth line in your pearl yeah Yeah, I have the sixth line in in other ones though but um but I have and I have so in human design I have all the money channels like I'm I'm it's actually in my moon gates the money channel so I'm driven like money has been always a huge topic but I am here, I deeply believe it, to learn that it's not the money we are after. Mm. It's, it's that we have to understand ourselves that, you know, you're worthy, like everybody else, no matter what, it does not matter how much money is in your bank account or whatever. Mm. So when you follow your heart and your calling, and in my case, I love to teach human design and coach mm. and mm. it's me up, right? Comes easy to me. I'm a, I'm a two line. I'm supposed to dance and have it. And that's you are the, you are the easy breezy genius you, and you can I feel that in your energy too like it, it is there's an effortlessness in which you speak of this which yeah. we feel I feel through you yeah, yeah. and I, I have to be honest with you I didn't study human design much I mean I have but not like and I'm, I mean I'm not, I'm not not in one line but I literally felt when human design came my way I have known this all my life I just was reminded of it that I know yeah. this I mean it sounds crazy <sighs> but no, but I love that though. I love, I love that we're, we're we're getting an opportunity to talk about this because, and I love that you said that you haven't, like you've not really studied, like particular, like a line one would, for instance. Um, mm. But this is you in alignment. The two four is the easy breezy genius. Like it does come so 
naturally and easily to you. And that's what's so beautiful that you can say that. Whereas as I said, I'm the third line. So as I said, like my human design for me, it's like I have to get in and I've got to get my hands dirty with human design for me to be able to really understand it and to be able to talk to other people about it comes from complete lived experience. Like you can put, and I did study human design, but I was like, I can read all of this, but the only way that I'm ever going to really learn and understand this is if I get in and I do the work around this and I speak to other people who have got different profiles and I look at how they do things and when they're in alignment and out of alignment. And that's what makes Mm. us so unique is that we get to express ourselves and accept that this is how we are, that we are designed to be unique in the way that we interact and engage with life. Yeah. And actually, I mean, it was hard for me to accept like, oh, I can just do what comes really easy to me. I bet. I mean, I went to college, I studied business and what do you mean? Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, and then yeah, human design came my way and I was like, oh, this is easy. Yes. And, and I oh, because so many people they and they tell me and 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 that's why I I started to to because I'm a person like you know I'm I'm excited about something but not for very long and human design is the one thing where I'm like no this is mm. I'm gonna get married for the rest of my life to it right so and then people have told me over and over again like no I, I finally get it when you explain it to me so I, I started to realize with human design like yeah I'm meant to. And I'm a teacher by design too. Like if you look at my chart, it's all you're a teacher. And I, I was one <laughs> in high school, but I thought I'm going to be the next math teacher of my of my high school or something, right? But that never that didn't light me up, you know. But I always was good at um, helping other students get their grades up and and just like yeah, help them understand things, make makes make it click and. Um, for me, it was just such a blessing and, and allowing myself to do what comes easy to me actually was almost the hardest thing for me because yes. like, you know, we're like, because we're also, I mean, yeah, we're humans, we judge and stuff. It's normal. Right. So yes, because mm-hmm. I remember when, when, when I first learned about human design, I was so like, I was, oh my God, I cannot not share this with my clients. I cannot mm-hmm. not, even mm-hmm. though I was early on in my journey and I felt that judgment from, oh yeah, there are people out there, you know, they think they can already talk about it and things, but I knew in my heart and my core, I had to trust that and I had to follow that. Mm. And thank God I did, you know, mm. because yeah, you can tell people like, oh, you have to experiment with human design for seven years before, before you can talk to anybody about it. Well, I don't have time for that. I'm a manifesting general and I'm here to benefit. <laughs> <you. laughs> Even though I'm you know, I have both, like the more I slow down, the more I can create quantum leaps and help other people yeah. get alignment really quickly. So that definitely is easy to me and fulfilling. So, yeah, I know. And it's so, I mean, I think particularly that for you, you know, things that come so easily to you, that two, four, you know, I worked with a lot, my husband's a two, four as well Mm. and so I see like it's very his work is very effortless to him there's lots of things that come so easily to him as well but it's so interesting because again the deconditioning piece comes up around having to work hard like I've got to work hard for these things I've got to work hard to learn something it can't just come easily to me and I can't make money off something that comes so easy and effortless to me as well you know, again, another reason why human design is this beautiful invitation unto itself to just release those stories and to release 
those structures, those constructs in our mind that say it has to be a particular way where human design says, no, you are designed to, you know, easily take in this knowledge and to just share it. And people want that from you. Um, what a gift human design gives. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I, I mean, I could cry out of happiness. And I have many people sometimes in yeah. the reading, they, they cry, but it's this like tears of relief because, and, and sometimes, you know, you talk with somebody and I look at the chart and they tell me like, you just told me in five minutes what it took me a lifetime to figure out. Yes. Yeah. Or like, how do you know what my biggest fear is? Like just looking at my chart and mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I cannot put it even in words sometimes how impactful this beautiful tool is. And one of the things why I also love it so much, um, because like I said, I don't have time for complicated stuff. And so these, these personalities, <laughs> you know, I'm not judging it. And I, I, I know for some people it's life changing. But if you give me 100 questions to answer on a scale of oh, one to I ten, know. Yeah, yeah. I'm already stressed out and I could answer this totally different tomorrow. And the human is like, yes. hey, I was born at this time and this yep. day, this is it. So Yeah. Look, I agree with you. I, I'm not here to put down personality tests, but I completely agree with you. I did one the other day and I thought, you asked me these questions a month ago, I would have answered them very differently. You asked me these questions in a month's time, I probably would answer them very differently. So what's actually true and right? Whereas human design takes all the thinking out of it. You don't have to, and it's, we're not like, and also when you answer those, those quizzes and those questions, what's the truth of you answering and what's the conditioning in you answering and what's the, I desire to be this way versus where I am. So again, it's not about saying that they're wrong, but I think it's about just understanding where human design really stands out is that this is not a structure and a system that is built off you having to think out, um, answer certain questions. It's like, here's your birth date. Here's your energetic blueprint. Here is it in your DNA and your soul about how you are here to live life in a way that's in alignment and explore what that looks like for you. So I think it's, you know, it's an incredible tool in that way. You know, the truth of the matter is, and I, I like we said we could talk for six hours about my chart. I could talk for six hours with you about human design. And yeah. even, I mean, I know I would have loved to. I, I just was like, oh, man, we have been on for an hour already. We I have been on. We have been started. on for an hour. And it's been such a like for me, my sacral is buzzing at the moment. It's been such a juicy, delicious conversation. So I'm so grateful um, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that the two four in you found human design and decided to just accept it and share it with the world. But thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. So if if people would love to, and I know people will love to, you know, connect in with you and, and learn more and maybe even have, do you do one-off, do you do one-off readings or do you just do that within your long-term one-to-one coaching? Yeah, no, I do offer readings. So okay. they can have my website um, and they can, they can book a reading with me. And then yep. my, a friend of mine, she's also two, four, by the way. Yes. Many yes. Myself. So we have the Aligned Living Academy yep. where we have a human design certification. Um, there's lots of good stuff coming also for community. So there's also gonna, going to be, or when you listen to this may already be there, like um um a high value low investment membership for people that just want to kind of get their feet wet and be in a loving community get to know us and we always have lots of free stuff there as well I mean on my Instagram I know you are so very generous in your content as well like you're so very generous in your free content that's on your social media so I'll make sure we link everything up so people can come into your world and find you 
Um, you know, just as an example, like you did uh, on your um, social media the, uh, the other day, a breakdown of all of the splenic gates. And it was just so simple to, <laughs> by the way, I was like, oh, I love this. I love the simplicity of this. Um, and it's like that just, uh, you know, was for me, so incredibly helpful too. So I'll make sure we link everything up so everyone can come over and follow you and and learn more and find out more and really tap into your beautiful, easy breezy genius. Oh, I love that. And thank you for that beautiful feedback. So yeah, it's amazing. An honor to be here. Thank you for having me. And yeah, yeah. I could for you for a long time. <laughs> yes, it's been lovely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. listening to the success revolution podcast with Gemma Banan. to continue the conversation come on over and join the aligned woman facebook group see you for the next episode